Hey, this is Focast, and I'm Andrea Williams with Nate Martin and Brennan Pointer. We all work and play in Spokane, Washington, and just want to share our experiences from this great city. From our favorite hangouts, hikes, and happy hours, we're here to talk about all the Lilac City has to offer. But that's not all we're going to be talking about on Spokast. Each episode will feature a guest host to chat about how they're changing the landscape of our city. This, this is Spokast. Hello and welcome back to Spokecast. I'm here with my amazing host, Nathan. Nate. Why am I calling you Nathan? You're Nathan. I and actually like to go I by Nathan. I call him Nathan. Okay. And, and people, I've always told people Nate, but I actually really prefer Nathan. Um, I updated my contacts on my phone and you updated, and it was updated to Nathan. Yeah. And, but... You're Nate in my heart. That's okay. I, I feel like mind. when I... Just don't call me Nathaniel. Oh, Nathaniel. <laughs> See, he gets it. Yeah, Nathan gets it. Um, I feel like it's Nathan and like when I'm serious, Nathan. Mm. Or I'm like telling him I'm like, yeah. Nathan. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm like... Trouble. Yeah. <laughs> my husband, Nathan. <laughs> and, uh, and Andrea. Andrea. <laughs> um... Annie, as other people call you, I know around town. Like, oh, how's Annie doing? I'm like, who, who the you, hell is who, Annie? Who are you talking Annie? about? Who are you talking about? <laughs> uh, but Spokane Annie on Instagram. I did go by Annie for like half my life. Oh, you so did? I yeah, I didn't know this. You didn't oh, know that? This is news to me. I'm learning. That's news to both of mm-hmm. you. Um. Oh my gosh, I went through Annie. I went by Annie till high school, and then I was like, when I got into ninth grade, I was like, I'm older. I'm cooler. I'm Andrea. <laughs> Um, I was not cool. And <laughs> so my family still calls me Annie, actually, like to this day. So I'm very used to Annie. Um, uh, wow. But, okay. you know, I'm a grown up now. So it's Andrea, even though I feel like I am more of an Annie. Andrea. Andrea. I hate that. Our OG uh, guest, uh, Luke Baumgarten, always calls you Annie. And he's like, That's so funny. How, and so every time we talk about you, he's always like, oh, Annie. And I'm like, I feel like uh, I could be, I, maybe I'll go back to Annie. Who knows? Maybe I'll just confuse yeah. everyone. Yeah. Well, I'm Brennan. And <laughs> sitting to my left is our guest today, Nathan O'Brien. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thank, thank you. Thank you for coming. Uh, the originator and the founder of Lilac City Comic Con, uh, originally Spokane Comic Con, correct? Correct. Uh, also, I'm guessing you're the founder of Lake City Comic Con as well, right? Yes, in Coeur d'Alene. In Coeur d'Alene. Oh, awesome. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's see. I'm. That's cool. Hell yeah. Uh, but we're going to get into all of things yeah. Comic Con in just a moment. But before we do that, we always like to have our guests be a part of uh, the hot list. And this is just a... Are some of our most favorable things to do around the great city of uh, Spokane, the Lilac City? Uh, do you want to go first? I do. I'm dying, Andrea. I feel like I feel like this is, and, and I could be way off mark here. But do you have? I feel like do you have like a favorite um, thrift store or antique store that maybe you know you can find some like cooler? Like, do you go and try and find some vintage, maybe toys? I mean, I don't think I've ever seen a comic book, mm-hmm. but I definitely have seen some really cool older like collectible like action figures oh sure yeah uh time bomb oh yeah garland is kick-ass josh is a great guy and he always has new merch in there and it's just hilarious to find the most random of things in there 
You yeah. you can find you know Josh used to be across the street mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. literally like right on the corner yeah. um and now he's got that way bigger space up in Garland yeah he's, he's got it such a good guy yeah. I just saw him uh, I ran into him at the Bad Religion show a couple mm. of weeks ago so that was super funny I hadn't seen him in a minute There's a store right next to Time Bomb that's like a little smaller it's like a corridor it's like right next to it but it's i don't know what it's called you know what it's called yeah it's called collectibles oh cool jim is the owner and <laughs> I love that. it's wall to wall and literally he has stuff hanging from the ceilings so it's like a jungle of merchandise when you go in there yeah he doesn't uh waste a single square inch of space i love it yeah that's a great name Collectibles. It's right. It's right next to Porter's, and I used to go in there and like I used to take a link to Porter's to get his haircut, and then we'd go into Collectibles, and he could pick out a little like old toy for like ten dollars. Fun. um, All right. Yeah. Uh, Staying on like, do you have a favorite place to go in Spokane for? Do you are you a comic book collector? Do you do you? Yeah, I still have comics. I mean, I'm not as hardcore as I used to be. I used to have just maybe 20 to 25 long boxes full. And over the years, I've kind of downsized. You know, that's the joy of, you know, getting married and having a family and moving a couple (laughs) times that it's like, oh, my God, these things are heavy. And they take a lot of space. (laughs) And uh, but, you know, they've served their purpose and enjoyed, you know, the ones that are really sentimental to me. Of course, I still have those. But other ones, the series or, or randoms, whatnot, it's like I've parted with those and been able to, you know, have some fun money on the side and uh, pay for some trips to go to other conventions and stuff around town. Hell yeah. Really? Oh, like you've used, like you've sold stuff to, mm-hmm. oh, wow. I yeah. love that. Yeah. That's kind of a cool little way to keep the money in. Mm-hmm. But uh, is there, what's a, your favorite place to go in Spokane for, for collectibles? Boy, no pressure here. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, know, you can just, you can mention a couple, just well, you don't offend anybody. You, you <laughs> first asked me, Annie, about going <laughs> and looking <laughs> at uh, clothing you yeah. know, which is a, a different place I would consider than, you know, looking at like toys or merchandise, Absolutely. but, uh, Boulevard Mercantile always has uh, kick-ass stuff. So there. great. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They were- um, they, I feel like, uh, there's a new one right around the corner, like right in the parking teleport. Oh, teleport right Have over here. No, I haven't been there yet. I, it seems like super rad. I just saw it. Yeah. Yeah. It? I, um, it is new and it's in where, um, they used to host, uh, where the OG, 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 Stella's was. Stella's, yeah. And then they would do like mm. junk church. So I also feel like it was a fun time to go find like some goodies. Yeah. Um, can you get comic books at Mer- Merlin's, right? Oh, absolutely. Mm. That's like yeah. the majority. I mm-hmm. went in there for the first time. Mm-hmm. Like for one second, I stepped in and they were playing like, uh, there was a lot of people playing games and I was like, oh, no, 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 I don't want to interrupt. And I like turned around mm. and like walked right back out. I had a beer in my hand. It was a whole thing. I don't think it was supposed to go in there. Um, cause I was in the comments, but mm. yeah, where else can mm. you get comic books in town? So yeah, Merlin's, you know, they're definitely OG, they're OG. He, here in town. John Waite is an amazing dude and he and I have done some traveling in the past together and done some other shows. Uh, and then Craig that owns the comic book shop on division and in the mall and in the Valley. Uh, he, he has, uh, his hat in uh in a lot of different circles so yeah a lot of comics there um i mean those are probably like the two most common places that you can go but then uh there's a new shop within the last couple of years called monkey biz what? and and you wouldn't think that it's a comic book shop but it is it's a it's a really nice comic book shop on north nevada so it's kind of off the beaten path over by g prep oh and, wow and uh, everyone in there is super nice super chill 
And uh, yeah, they've been going strong since uh, I think they opened like just prior to the pandemic and um, but they are still going and I go in there from time to time and and they're really nice. Mm. Yeah. That's awesome. That's I see. I learned something new. Yeah. Well, my question isn't really pertaining to Spokane necessarily. It's not at all, actually. But um, I just saw the new Doctor Strange on Friday and <laughs> I'll say my opinions. But I'm curious if you have a favorite Marvel Universe movie. That's a really tough call because I've or seen just them all like, like a million times. Just uh, <laughs> one that really sticks with you that you can watch over mm-hmm. and over again. Uh, probably Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2. Uh, and it's twofold. One, because of action, comedy, special effects, but the music as well that's mm. inter- interwoven yeah. into the script. It just makes it so enjoyable. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I love those two. Though uh, those are the only two that I I've seen maybe like a few of them. Like dated some guys are like, oh, we're gonna watch the whole thing, and I'm like, dude, that's like 45 movies. Um, but <laughs> Guardians, they started me with Guardians of the Galaxy, and I'm obsessed. Mm-hmm. I love those movies. I feel like they're those are the so only fun. ones I haven't seen. Oh, what? Oh, wow. I know. And Hit pause. Let's go watch them. Yeah, <laughs> we'll I just have. I just don't really care for. Chris Pratt. <laughs> I find him kind of annoying. No. Uh, but I love them in Parks and Recreation. I don't know. I so you, I need to watch it. Yeah. Um you would but love I love it. I love him in like the other Marvel movies mm-hmm. that, you know, and so yeah. What That's Marvel fun. movie do you like, Nate? Gosh, well, my favorite one now, I think, is uh Shang-Chi. Mm. Oh, that was Excellent. so good. Mm-hmm. I cried a lot. It was very well done. Um but before that, I would probably have to say, um, oh man, I really like Captain Marvel too. Yeah, probably those two. Good choices. Two of the yeah. later ones, but mm-hmm. I haven't seen either of those. <laughs> They're great. Yeah, I mean that is like they are. Um, we talk. I work in marketing. We talk a lot about uh, story lines and themes, and like those are like staple. Like. You know, they follow it and it just, it makes you cry. It makes you laugh. There's suspense. Yeah. So good. Mm -hmm. What did you think of the new Doctor Strange movie? I've already seen it twice and I hated it. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I have heard, which is funny, I've heard a lot of tea about this movie. (laughs) There's a lot of people talking about it. I think it's really good. And I think where some people maybe have been disappointed is because they were, they felt duped or deceived by the trailer. And that's Mm. just what Marvel does because they don't want to give everything away. And they even will show you scenes that aren't even in the movie to kind of mislead people because that is sneaky. That's part of their, their marketing tactic is to create this speculation and hype and have YouTubers make all these, you know, uh, breaking down the trailer and trying to figure out what happens here or there. And then that part's not even in the movie. You know, that oh, is, that's wild. That's yeah. like kind of tro- like they're trolling. No. <laughs> yeah. I kind of like that. actually. So I know I really enjoyed it. I'm a big fan of uh, Doctor Strange and I was yeah. all in. Yeah. I love the first Doctor Strange movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did enjoy the movie. I it was really campy and like a interesting way that I was not expecting. And. Uh, it was probably one of my least, it is my least favorite I've seen, I think, but oh, wow. I still thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. So it's hard. It's like the worst of the best, you know, mm, it's like, yeah. it's still pretty good. Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. I'm a big Sam Raimi fan. So mm. he has a lot of nods to all of his other movies in Dr. Strange. So I think maybe that's maybe why I enjoyed it a little yeah. bit more. Cause I'm like, Oh, that's from that movie or that's evil dead or. You know, Dark Man or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 What's the next cuts, big yeah. one to come out? 
Th- uh, Thor. Thor. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that, Love and Thunder, I believe mm-hmm. it's in called. July. Yeah. Is is uh oh my gosh, is my favorite Jojo Rabbit director. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yep. Taika Waititi. It's like future husband. Oh, he's, yeah. he's even came out and said it. He's he actually likes the movie. So be ready. He'll he he's given a thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a, he directing a movie. <laughs> no, he's directing the movie. He's directing the new Thor. Oh, okay. and it was he's kind of the other Thor, it was kind of a joke. Yeah. He, someone asked him in an interview if <laughs> about he just made a a joke about that it's. It That's turned good. out better than he thought it would. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I'll just answer. My favorite is it's a cheat, but it's Loki series is That's good. my favorite yeah, Marvel it. thing ever. And have you, did you watch um, WandaVision? I loved WandaVision. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, I watched the first episode and I was like, what is this? And then at the end of the episode, oh, okay, we're getting into it mm-hmm. a little bit. And I was like, it was, I was waiting for the next episodes to come out. I was like ready for it. It was so good. <laughs> So yeah, mm. I was, and I was excited to see her in Doctor Strange because I just love her character so much. Mm. Yeah. I fell in love with her in like the Avengers, where she was like she killed her husband. So sad, but you know it was very intense, very good. Spoiler. Oh, spoiler. <laughs> oh god. I mean that's it's okay. Bit, there's. I'm like what? I'm living for this conversation. I love this engagement don't, though. You guys are. Don't worry, she's coming back. Um, <laughs> uh, you have another question, Andrea. Oh my gosh, yes. Um, where's your favorite spot to go for lunch? Not dinner, lunch. And not breakfast. Not breakfast. I feel like we talk about dinner a lot. Yeah. Where, where's your lunch spot? Well, my brunch spot is brunchinette. I mean, so it's good. hard to top that. It really is. Oh gosh. That's the first thing that comes to my mind. I don't know. You know, Brunchinette? That's yeah. acceptable that's answer. Yeah, yeah. yeah, very acceptable. Yeah. I mean, there there might be some wrong answers. We would never say, though, if you answered wrong. No. Yeah. <laughs> great place called McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> Real I fancy. I like uh, two 10-piece chicken nuggets. No. <laughs> you get a six-piece nugget and take out two. 35 <laughs> sauces, please. <No. laughs> I will throw those out to you for best new lunch spot near Brunchinette is Chowderhead. If you haven't, oh, I haven't been there yet. If you haven't been to Chowderhead yet, go. you have to go. Have really you been? Good. It's been. amazing. Oh it's awesome. Uh, it can get kind of busy around like noon, one o'clock, but it's definitely like gotta. Travis, friend of the show, is Travis Tivit, chef. He's what he's doing there is really really cool. I and looked at the menu and it looks a delicious and super affordable yes yeah. very affordable it's like simple well done food mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah um and like it just is good to have somebody in that building because it's charming yeah mm-hmm. and my favorite booth's still there like everything's like yeah. in great. ruins is now where i don't know it, yeah i don't know who knows <sighs> i can never keep track of what they're doing <laughs> i love them their food is amazing but it's like wait where are you now what's happening who's open when all that matters <laughs> is brunchinette is yeah. the tits yeah oh, what do really you get really at brunchinette so I either do the tamale waffle. Absolutely. You are a smart man. the smoked brisket hash. Yes. Those yeah. are both so good. The yeah. tamale waffle, though, is waffle. killer. Ugh. Yum. Um, uh, do you have a favorite, like, activity place? Like, a place you go to, like, do something like bowling or axe throwing or video games or whatever? Um. <laughs> uh, my family and I like to ride our bikes and, you know, or, or walk our dogs on Centennial Trail, uh, yeah. especially now with the weather starting to hopefully get better. Uh, we've Finally. had a wacky spring weather so yeah. far, but uh, thus is Spokane. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Well, yeah, but just along the river mm. and, you know, getting fresh air. Do you have a perfect, do you have like, uh, are you, what part on the trail do you like to go? Uh, we tend to 
sometimes park down by uh, GU. Yeah. And then it's just so, wherever we decide to go one way or the other. You know, yeah. Just, it's beautiful over yeah. there. Mm -hmm. So great. I love it. Yeah. What part of town do you live in, Nathan? Um, you want to come over later? <laughs> no, I'm, yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> I, I, I want to. Uh, I'm. What, what's your address to your house? Uh, I'm, talk to you. yeah. I'm, up, I'm up north by G Prep. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. That was really funny. <laughs> that, I mean, that's a good, that's a good, uh, like unexplored spot. What's your favorite place around there to go? Around. Around G Prep, like <laughs> he's like. <laughs> what are the like? Is there I, like Taco John's? Have you, do you go to Taco sure, John's? Taco John's, get some Mexi nugs. Hell yeah! <laughs> Taco like Taco John. My dad worked. I do like Taco? I haven't been there in years. Because it's, it's the only one is is up up north, it's right? A, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And like my dad, who is from St. Louis, Missouri, used to manage a Taco John's. Oh, really? And when we moved to Spokane, there was a random Taco John's. There was two of them, actually, where the, um, what, uh, the, on Monroe, the Luau, not Luau, but the. Oh, Aloha Island Grill? Uh, Aloha, Aloha Island Grill. <laughs> that used Aloha to be Island a, Grill? That used to be a Taco John's. And so we used to have two. Oh. And anyways, we would always go there because it was like, it was like home for my dad to go to when oh, we moved here in the cool. 90s. Um, but I, th that spot, that area is, you know, kind of unexplored for things to do there. And there's really not much residential. Yeah. 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 That's true. His house is yeah. a great place to go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my backyard. Well, go watch um, my backyard. Galaxy. And chill, and that's about it. Uh, I noticed you have a, a Foo Fighters uh -huh. tattoo. Yeah. Uh, Taylor Hawkins. RIP. Yeah. yeah. RIP. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, what yeah. have you, do you, What's your favorite concert you've been to in Spokane? Oh, wow. Sorry, that probably was good for the mic. But, uh, I mean, the Foo, Foo Fighters, when they came here a few years ago. Mm -hmm. at, the, at the arena? At the arena. I, I mean, they, like, practically blew the roof off the place. Mm -hmm. So And, great. like, played for three hours so solid. Long. I mean, wow. it was wow. 100%. I, I would have paid twice as much as for my ticket. I paid a lot yeah. for that. Those were pricey tickets. Mm -hmm. I was on the floor and I just was like. Sounds like they gave you your money's worth. They did. Yeah. <laughs> they, they really did. did. Yeah. That was such a great show. Mm -hmm. It was probably my favorite show at the arena. Oh, close to Kiss. Kiss mm -hmm. was a fun one. Nice. That's as a spectacle, though. Yeah. That's yeah. more than a concert. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I just got tickets for Smashing Pumpkins. So Oh, nice. I, yeah. I'm stoked. Are they that. coming to the arena? Yeah. Are they coming? Is that with uh, Jane's Addiction? Mm -hmm. Yes. That whole tour? Yeah. Okay, good. I keep getting targeted November. ads on Instagram, and they're not saying where or when, and I keep seeing it, and I'm like, what is it? Now it's at the arena. All right. They'll tell you later. Don't worry about that. I know. Yeah. November. Wow. November. The getting mm -hmm. some big names. Yeah. That's, That's good, great. man. Concerts are back. Mm -hmm. Like, Thank fully. God. Like every, every week I'm like really re having to like adjust my budget mm -hmm. because tickets are also like minimum $65 now yeah. at least. Yeah. Um, we just bought, what did I just buy? Dead mouse tickets and camping. And it was like $300 for oh, the gosh. gorge and I, for, for one, one ticket, one, one ticket. <laughs> wow. And like with the camping, and I just was like, "What is life? Yeah. Worth it? I mean, always worth it." <clears throat> Catching up from being gone for so long. Seriously. Yeah. Well, and I was ranting. I was at the gorge last night, and it was two beers and two barbecue sandwiches cost seventy five dollars. Mm. Mm. So well, was it good? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I was I was a little cold, so it it. it like tasted okay. I just was like seventy five dollars. My God, Boo. sound like my parents. 
back in my day. Yeah, back in my day. I remember <laughs> six years ago, this would have cost me 50. No. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about Comic Con. Yeah, let's talk it. Let's get into it. Uh, so, you started Comic Con in, is it 2007? 2007 was our first show. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. the first show. Like, how Where did was it, it at? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, when I moved to Spokane in 06, uh, coming from the west side of the state, uh, used to going to conventions of all different shapes and sizes over there all the yeah. time with my friends. And so I was, I already visited over here a few times uh, for some friends. And when we moved over here, I was really excited because I'm like, okay, you know, Spokane, you know, it's pretty good size. Second largest city in the state of Washington. They got to got, have something going on, right? Mm. So I went to a couple shops and was asking them about, you know, when's the next show? It was kind of late summer when I moved here. Did I miss it? You know, I can't find anything online. And uh, this one owner was laughing when I asked him about it. And he was like, oh, we haven't had a show here in like 16 years. And I'm like, oh, wow, that seems like a, a crime, you know? And, yeah. and so I remember calling my friend up that was my, my, my con buddy. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to put on a show here. And he goes, do you even know how to do a show? And I'm like, no, but I'm going to figure it out, you know? Because I was just like, "There's we got to have something over here. Yeah. And so I just started doing a lot of research. And I reached out to a couple people that put on, that used to put on Emerald City Comic Con when they were at the time small before they really blew up and then since sold. Um, but uh, they were very helpful as well, giving me a lot of pointers. And so we had the first show in uh, Cataldo Hall at Gonzaga University campus, which is really reserved for like small meetings or wedding receptions. But it was something that was affordable and fit it was my the budget. Start. Yeah, it was yeah. a start. So uh, we had about 18 vendors and had a couple guests. Uh, did maybe about 300 some people, you know, oh, first, wow. first time off the bat. That's you know, great. I learned so much just doing that first show. And I wrote this list of like pros and cons of all these things I knew I can do better, but they were just things that hadn't even crossed my mind. And, uh, and from there, I, I still make these lists every year just to try to improve and, and not just rest on my laurels and, and want to be better each time around. Mm. For those who are listening, who might never have ever been to a comic con, like, can you explain, Explain briefly what a Comic-Con is. Yeah, it's a celebration of pop culture, not just comic books. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So comic books, artists, um, collectibles. um, There always tends to be, you know, some special guests sprinkled in there. You know, they can be artists, writers, actors, performers, makeup artists. You know, anyone that kind of has this interwoven uh, pop culture connection. Mm. And yeah. cosplay as well, which and is cosplay. huge. Yes. Yeah, can't forget which that. is so impressive. Mm-hmm. I'm always yeah. like, seriously, I went. I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm like blown away. Like in hours and hours and hours. I mean, mm. it's so much money. They look good though. I went to the symphony recently for the Star Wars uh, symphony they did, and there was quite a few people dressed up, mm-hmm. and I was very impressed with their outfits. It was quite amazing. It's it cool. Like it takes a lot of work to do that. Mm. Yeah, they do. So. So where, um, when is Comic-Con and where and what, what's the details for this year? Yeah. So this June 4th and 5th at the convention center will be our awesome. 16th annual Sweet 16 oh. show. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. We take over the, we're actually the largest ticketed event at the convention center. And uh, wow. so we take over a hall A, which is 65,000 square feet and the Riverside lobby when you come in there with the concessions and whatnot. And then we also take over half of B, which I think is another 30,000 square feet, 
don't quote me on that. Mm. But uh, the, where we have a main stage where we do panels and presentations and um, the cosplay contest, which is huge uh, on Saturday night, which uh, last year I think we had like 88 people enter. So people are pretty serious about it. So where did come, like, where was your first venue? You just said. Over Wait, did <laughs> I miss that? <laughs> no. I'm sorry. No, I'm you're so sorry. Doctor fine. Strange twice. <laughs> oh my God. Me. I'm done. <laughs> so sorry. Oh my god. I, I do want to know, like, <laughs> uh, like you, but you. So you started by going to like Emerald City, like yeah, yeah, yeah. like that's so, where that, that was where you like cut your teeth and going to com the Comic Cons. I'm guessing yeah, Emerald City. There was a lot of smaller shows, yeah. single day events over at the the Science <laughs> Center, uh, and they're just like big and small, and and that's what where I really started to have that passion for it because you meet other people that you know have similar uh connections on collecting their books and they have their lists and you know or <laughs> people want to show off their you know their latest you know uh, shirt or cosplay mm -hmm. or something like that and uh it's just like man i want to do that here over here yeah yeah have you been have you been to the oh. bay have you been to like the holy grail of it i mean what holy is grail. San, Diego. What is san diego comic-con yeah is that the one with the um the black and yellow logo mm-hmm yeah, and it's like a, it's a, it's an eye. Yeah, yeah, six yeah. times, six times. Uh -huh. uh, so wait, hold on. Before we talk about that, how, yeah. how many people come to the convention center now? <laughs> yeah, so to, I guess put it in perspective. Is that where it's at now? Yeah. I wasn't sure. <laughs> <laughs> so to put it in perspective, first year that we were at Cataldo at Gonzaga, where we had three hundred three hundred people. First so, year, right? So fast forward to sweet sixteen, sweet 16 but pre pandemic. When we were going strong before, you know, that put a halt to everything, we were um, averaging about 7,000 um, people, Damn. you know, wow. so come a long way. That is. Yeah. That is and first Spokane, you know, it's pretty darn respectful. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and um, with, so yeah, with taking, is this your first one back since 2019? No, we actually did one last October. Oh, no, and, well, yeah. And yeah. we never, <clears throat> don't normally do it in October, but we were just trying to get one in because yeah. by that point, it was already two and a half years since the previous show That's that we had so done crazy. with so many false starts and yeah. and rescheduling. Which is and, and people, man. yeah, freaking out, good and bad. Yeah. Um, you know, because of all that, you know. Mm. But, so uh, did you have to do like um, masks? And yeah, at the right? time, masks were required. Uh, proof of anything else wasn't required. And essentially we've always taken the stance that we follow the guidelines pandemic or not. I mean, mm -hmm. we have to being in a city County facility, we have to follow the guidelines regardless. Yeah. So whatever they say goes, we do it. And, um, and so we've always been upfront with every, everyone that attends and, and vendors and everyone like that. And, and that was our biggest concern, not that people wouldn't come, but, but would they be willing to, mm. you know, Follow the mandates yeah. because everyone's so divided mm -hmm. uh, on that and we had no complaints everybody wore cool. a mask everyone was just happy to be there and even Great. with the masks on you could tell people were smiling that's awesome well yeah, yeah you totally can and yeah. also especially like i feel like there's a way talk about people a group of people that would be creative enough to make the masks cool too like in a costume or something i feel like mm -hmm. you probably actually see some really cool things there oh yeah so 7,000, and then you talk about the OG Comic-Con. What's that like? Yeah, so San Diego is the is the granddaddy. I had the pleasure of going to the last one in 2019, which was their 50th anniversary. Oh, wow. And my buddy and I, Chris, we, we go to many of them as we can, but the yeah. tickets are so hard to get. 
Oh, really? And, yeah, there's usually, they have like this virtual queue that you have to join. And then if you're lucky to be selected, then you can buy tickets. So wow, there's not geez. even a guarantee that you can get it because they. It's like Coachella. Yeah. No. Uh, it's about 150,000 people that, that they pack in there. And I have like pictures, which is crazy to look at now, where it's literally a sea of people just waiting in a hallway just to go into the facility. Mm. And, wow. and uh, it's a blast, though. Yeah, yeah it's so an experience. Fun. Yeah. So, like, is it the same kind of format like we have here in Spokane? It is, but it's just, like, way bigger, and it's asses to elbows with people. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I experienced a little bit of that last night. Um, So how do you go about finding, like, who's coming to the show? Like, you talk about, I mean, Mm -hmm. um, I was kind of peeking out a little bit on Instagram. um, But, yeah, how do you go about that process? It's, I have to have a lot of patience, and the... More recently, it's been challenging than maybe years past to get guests, mainly just because of the pandemic, for one. Some people maybe aren't ready to get back out in the public and be exposed to a lot of people, which I totally understand. Mm -hmm. Uh, Other people, like uh, different actors or whatnot, their their schedules are kind of upside down when normally they would have maybe a regular shooting schedule with like TV or something like that. And they knew when they were off, everyone, their work schedules are kind of wacky as well. Mm -hmm. So they they don't have a regular nine to five job like you or I. So when they get that phone call, they have to go Mm. and they have to go. That's their job is to act. So it's hard for them to make plans. And so this last October and this June finding guests has been a challenge because normally they were like, Oh yeah, I'm always available during, you know, the summer or something like that. And that hasn't been the case. So everyone's kind of re probably like retransitioning too Mm -hmm. out of this two year break we had. Yeah. Yeah. But we try to find people that enjoy meeting fans that are family friendly and, you know, also appeal to a lot of different age demographics as well. You know, who are some of the people coming this year? Yeah. So we have uh, we've kind of branched out more recently and started doing some professional wrestlers. Because Hell that's, yes. you know, that's part of pop culture right there. Absolutely. They're real, real life superheroes. I you love know, wrestling. Flying around and being being jacked and, and yeah. uh, putting people in headlocks. <laughs> they got you know? TV shows. There's a whole <laughs> whole thing there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They're following scripts and, and, and performing and, you know. Who's I mean, the, who's the, the who, John Cena? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, wait, what's his name? I can see his face. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's a good example. Well, he's not going to be here. <laughs> yeah. Don't want to mislead anybody. Yeah, right. Right, right, right. Yeah, Peacemaker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, that's that, what I was going to yeah, say. The intro. Show. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So funny. Yeah. Uh, so Booker T is one of our uh, headlining guests. Very He's cool. a WWE Hall of Famer, 26 yeah. time world champion. And uh, like the nicest freaking guy. And he's oh. actually only going to be here on Saturday because then he's taking a red eye flight. And then has to fly to Chicago because he's doing a pay-per-view event for WWE. Oh, wow. oh that's so, so cool. we're so lucky just to have him for the one awesome. day. That's really yeah. cool. That's cool. I remember yeah. watching him on TV when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Really? Sure. Been a Rooney. That's awesome. My, <laughs> one of my best friends was super into wrestling WWE. I didn't really care for it, but, you know, I watched it for mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Daniel Cudmore is an actor and stuntman. Um most notably known as Colossus in three of the X-Men franchise films. Mm. Oh, cool. And also in the Twilight Saga films for those people that are into that. Now you're talking mm-hmm. my language. Right, right. Uh, I think it's Felix. <laughs> he plays Felix in those movies. And then he's also, as a stuntman, uh, has been in a lot of other projects. He was actually 
the Predator in the last two Predator movies, which is pretty oh, cool. freaking cool. That that's, is really cool. That's one cool. of my favorite franchises. Well, cool. I love that. So, yeah. Is that what you call? Yeah. Is that is that like what how you would d- describe those? Like yeah, because I mean like there are like different and like different groups like the Predator like yeah X X Files X yeah interesting sorry yeah. I'm like oh yeah when the way you said that that makes sense <laughs> the franchise <laughs> mm-hmm. oh like oh, oh fr- like different franchises so yeah you're talking about? yeah oh, like okay. you're saying the Predator franchise yeah, the I'm like Brighton. oh that's yeah. a good way to like it yeah because they're not you know. There, there was a few that were direct sequels, but then they've had spinoffs or they've had reboots or yeah. they've had. Right. It's not really a series. Would you call it yeah. a Halloween franchise? Because there's been like 35 of those. Yeah. And every every one, they reset the timeline on who's, yeah. who's related to who or who lived. Or- <laughs> I need like a, like a flow chart for that. I liked the new one. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, you said family friendly. Like, yeah. Are there different activities? Like, what is the age range? We we aim for all ages. We want cool. you know people to come and bring their families. We want it to be as affordable as possible for everybody to get in the door. So deliberately, the Sunday admission price is actually five dollars cheaper than Saturday. Awesome. So like the hardcore people come at eight a.m. on Saturday because they want to be the first in the door and really soak yeah. it all in and mm. get to see whoever they want to see first. But then. There are other people that maybe because they have a large family or they've never done it before and want to maybe take a flyer on it. Well, then we offer five dollars less and you're going to still get to see the same guests and you're going to see different instructional panels that are free. Um, There's ones where it's Q&A's with the special guests. There's other ones that are educational and informational about like, you know, how to do your own cosplays or makeup, Mm. special effects. different little contests and trivia and things like that. A lot of things where kids can win prizes. So yeah. Sweet. Yeah. I was going oh to ask, ask when you go to comic cons, are you, do you, are you a cosplayer or do you go and just, what do what, what? I get asked that all the time. Yeah, I'm sure do you, you do. <laughs> if I want to disappear, sure. But I don't. I, okay. I, don't. Yeah. I need to be visible and be making the rounds. And do you get to like, yeah, I was going to say, do you get to enjoy it? Or are you like working now? Cause it's gotta be, it, it's a hundred percent work yeah uh, like networking to, yeah or like, i try to enjoy it as much as i can you know maybe the last like 30 minutes of the show i get to like <laughs> do something yeah and the, aren't you there like all day like it's an all yeah. it's like a festival well i'm there all day There's friday like too even though it's not open to the public it's just setting up mm-hmm. you know yeah, yeah so loading it's in. like 12 hours three straight Oof. days how yeah. many how many would you get like people or vendors like do you have would you call yeah them? so this year we're, we have 200 vendors Jeez. uh 2019 2018 2019 we had 250 but we've intentionally downsized just slightly uh coming off the pandemic just so we can uh, allow for a little bit more space i'm um, in the aisleways and whatnot yeah. oh that's nice yeah makes sense yeah jesus that is just a production <laughs> how many people are on your team like how many people are well it's me myself and i when it comes to the daily grind of organizing, planning, strategic planning, getting it all together. My wife is amazing with helping me out with emails when I start to get really stressed or social media oh, because, yeah. Yeah. you know, there's always going to be, mm-hmm. you know, a, a troll here or there that just wants to throw shade, you know, totally because they're right. And, <laughs> <laughs> and so sometimes I'm just like, can you just answer this please? Cause I have other more important stuff to do. And so she's great about that. And I hundred percent trust her that she's going to answer it politely and professionally and not worry about it when meanwhile I'm like, ah, you know? Yeah. Uh, but then I have uh, about 15 amazing volunteers that mm. have been with the show for the better part of six plus years. 
And I trust all of them 100% that they um, are, have the best intentions for the show at heart, that they know their roles backwards and forwards, that uh, they're completely trustworthy. They are there to make sure that, um, just like myself, that we're providing a fun, safe, um, inclusive environment for everybody mm. to come that's and enjoy. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because that's the the convention center. I've worked a few events, and it's a big un, it's a big undertaking, mm-hmm. especially yeah. loading with two hundred vendors. Are they all loading in one on Friday? Yeah, they. I would say about ninety percent load in on Friday, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's staggered. So they come in waves, four different waves over the course of about seven hours. Yeah, you know, so it's not everybody at once. You yeah, know, so that kind of helps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can we? Cool. Oh, go ahead, Nate. That's just a large undertaking, and you have a full yeah. time job on top of it. Right. So, yeah, a lot of passion there. I love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you when you like started it, I mean, you started it as like like just as a passion project, and it still seems kind of like a passion project. Like, do you see? Do you have like a an in like not an end game, but do you like see it growing or being able to do this more full time? Like, does that, do you want to do more like organizing? Mm-hmm. Like that you, you seem to have the skill to be able to do that. Like what do you see yourself in the future as an organizer? If it wasn't for the pandemic, I'd probably be at the point where I could do it full time independently. And that mm-hmm. just really put a huge wrench into everything. Everything kept trending year over year mm-hmm. with attendance and vendors and venue and just kept going up, 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 up to where we got, you know, essentially the door slammed in our face. And not to say that, you know, our circumstances uh, worse than anybody else. Everyone, you know, has had to adjust um, the best they can. Yeah. But that was just really um, devastating and kind of made me really evaluate, you know, what's important and, you know, how I want to approach it. Are we going to be able to continue, you know, and and that was, there was a lot of questions to Mm. be, to be had from that, but we came out the other side, I think better. And, um, you know, everyone's been super grateful and thankful to that the show has survived and, and returned when a lot of other shows haven't um, mm. for for different reasons. Yeah. So that is good. Yeah. I mean, that is what I mean. I feel confident that things will kind of get back in that direction because mm-hmm. it. I mean, the event and music, the entertainment industry probably took. Yeah. Like the entertainment, biggest hospitality. Hit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. From yeah. It. yeah. Yeah. But I've also uh, been hired as a consultant. And oh, cool. um, helped out some other shows uh, in in uh, California and Oregon and Washington as well. Mm. So whether they're brand new to wanting to do their own thing or there were some um, events that were maybe struggling and wanted some some further insight on how they could write the ship. And, and so, yeah. yeah, I've definitely helped some other people out. That's I awesome. Mean, yeah, you said after your first one, you had the 300 people and you just had your list of pros and cons. So I'm mm-hmm. sure each year you're probably still taking away a few things. Yes. Um, but yeah, that would be, it'd be cool to see, um, see like a regional a regional Comic-Con like map. Cause we are close. Like you do one. So we're talking about Spokane. You do one in Coeur d'Alene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that started uh, already this October will be our fifth annual cool. out there. So it's a kind of back to basics, grassroots, uh, single day event. And it, people, it was just an experiment to see how it would go. Cause mm. for a long time, cause people love lilac and they were like, oh, you should, you know, go to two days. You should go to three days. You should do another show. And Make it's like, it a week. No. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's, it's so much work. It, I, right. Other than maybe like two weeks uh, after the show wraps, I take about two weeks off or I don't do anything. Then I'm like right back at it. And it takes me mm. almost the entire year just to get everything mm. lined up. And it's mainly because, you know, I'm, I'm a person of one doing it all. Yeah. 
but I was like, okay, I think I'm, I want to try it because I've, there's been a lot of other people that have been inspired by what I've done mm. and try doing their own thing to various degrees of success um, over the last 10 years. And I was like, I want to do one because I don't want people to, for the shows that maybe haven't been successful, they had guests and vendors and, and similar guests and vendors that I have. And I was frustrated because I know Spokane's great. I know the art community is strong. Mm-hmm. I know that people will turn out uh, when the event is well-organized, well-advertised uh, and affordable. But these other events that maybe weren't successful um, were maybe charging too much or they didn't get that many people there. And you feel bad for the vendors and the yeah. artists because it takes a long time to gather your merchandise and get your materials ready and yeah. load up your vehicle and come there and, oh, yeah. and, and spend your, your weekend at this event and not make any money. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to have another um, single day event that was just as affordable, if not actually cheaper than, than Lilac, because as much as I try to keep my prices competitive and affordable, maybe we're still not affordable to somebody well, that's a, a starving sure. artist. And know, the so convention center, knowing from experience, is not a cheap venue. No. And I think people... It might be good for people listening to, to hear that. I think people are shocked when um, you're looking well over 10 grand to to rent out a space at the convention center. So it's like people just think, oh, it's an event. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you you go get a quote, sir. <laughs> yeah. It's she pricey. I mean, it's a beautiful venue and we're lucky to have it. But it yeah. really is. And, and everyone that we've had come, I've just been blown away. They're like, oh, this is a really nice place, you know, yeah. which is great. So then going over to Coeur d'Alene, it was just an experiment, see how it goes. You know, it's the being in Idaho, the cost is much uh, more yeah. affordable over there. So I can lower the prices even more on what I charge for a booth and get in the door. And I think we had 1,200 some people uh, for a first year show compared to we had 300 at that's the awesome. you know, right. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for So sure. I was like, wow, this is that's great. a huge surprise. So I'm like, I guess we're going to keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so this year is the fifth year? Yes. In October. Fun. Yes. Where do you do it over there? At the uh, Kootenai County Fairgrounds. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Huge. Yeah, great so part. we have one, one building over there, the Jacqueline Building, which is about uh, 19,000 square feet. And we have about cool. 75 vendors that can fit in there. Mm. Awesome. When, how old were you when you went to your first Comic-Con? Maybe 11 or 12. And it was, I don't even know if it was a Comic-Con, but the old school shows back in the day used to be like in a ballroom in like a hotel. Mm. And that's when smoking was was allowed inside places. The lights I remember were always super dim and it was hazy. Uh, But there was a couple Marvel artists and it was like at a, Best Western and Everett. And it was for comic book aficionados. It was Todd McFarlane and Rob Liefeld, okay. which were huge back in the day. And they, I mean, to, to Todd's credit, he's still huge, but uh, they had Spider-Man number one, X-Force number one had just dropped and they were going to be in this little smoky room. And my, my buddy and I drove over there uh, with my parents and we had to stand this line that went like around the building. And we had like our, our comics that we wanted them to sign. And by the time we got in there, they were like, oh, you can only get one comic signed when we had like, you know, like, you know, probably like a dozen. Oh, Not a lot. No. And, and what happened was that they didn't put a limit on it. So when mm. people got in there early, they brought their whole long boxes oh, and laid out like a hundred books for them to my sign. Gosh. And they should have just, you know, capped it right off the bat saying, oh, no, yeah. like no more than like two or four oh, right. or something. So by the time we got up there, it was like towards the end of the day. They're tired. And, and they've like, just been one. signing yeah, all day. One book. 
So I still have it, but you know. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. Yeah, that was cool. So it's, um, I mean, 11. Yeah. That would be all ages. Then. And like, mm. I think trying to describe that excitement for someone, like if you know, right, you're really into whatever, like if it's a show, I mean, it's, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Like that you get a chance to celebrate the pop culture aspect, which is so vast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the thing. Like it's not, I think that's probably the biggest miss, you know, the whole Comic-Con, I think it's just comic books. Right, and right. it's really not. And especially now with the movies, that the, that's a whole thing in itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really cool what you guys are, what you're doing at uh, with Lilac City. It's just like the grow from 300 to what it is now is this seems like such a remarkable feat to, to accomplish. That's so cool. I do got to talk about your mascot. Uh, yeah. We got to talk about Sprocket. Right. Sprocket is the that comic cat. Is that uh-huh. who's on your shirt? Uh-huh. Yeah, That's your mascot? mascot. Oh, cute. That. I yeah. was like, who is that guy? I asked him. I'm like, I want to know who's on your shirt. He's darling. Yeah, so, so drawn by Matt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Uh, he's our graphic artist. He does all our designs. And and uh, yeah, it's based on uh, my cat that's uh, RIP. But oh. uh, we had him for, I don't know, maybe about 12 years. And his name was Ed. And, so that, <laughs> and we even self-published about five comics uh, that... Uh, we did back in the day uh, kickstarters and whatnot and so there's little shorts in there and pinups and all ages you know for kids it was fun that is adorable yeah. sprocket is the mascot mm-hmm. i love him he's <laughs> so great, cute you know. is, is he are you guys still using him as a mascot yes. or oh okay yeah you're not doing a comic book this no, year? We, yeah we did it for five years that was a good run and we keep talking about we're going to maybe do an anthology collection Mm. hardcover or something because we still have like a few random copies kicking around. So it's funny that Matt will come and set up, you know, and help us out with the merch booth. And then he'll be like, Oh, I found a box and there's like about 20 odd comics in there. I'm like, well, put them out and kids will grab them because maybe they weren't, you know, didn't go to the show five or six years ago. This Mm. is their first time. And then they're like, Oh, this is great. So they're just discovering it now. So I was like, yeah, we need to probably do a second print. Can you tell us more about Sprocket? What is what's what, what is he? Yeah. Does he get into trouble? Uh, no, he's a <laughs> he's a fictional superhero cat that flies around a fictional lilac city oh. and uh, saves the day. He even actually has a, a theme song uh, uh, written and performed by uh, nerd rock man Kirby Crackle from Seattle. I love that. It's on the website. You should, I, you should check it out. Should yeah, absolutely yeah, listen to that. So yeah, go to lilaccity.com. The about section, scroll down. The- oh, here it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's amazing. Uh, <laughs> can you can you talk about your scholarship? Yes. Uh, and talk about the, the, the Jesse Acosta Memorial Scholarship? Fund? Yeah. So Jesse is a, a, a good friend of the show and Spokane art community. Um, just an amazing man that I had the pleasure of uh, knowing. Uh, he used to organize uh, with some other uh, local fellows in town a 24-hour comic challenge, and still kind of exists. Um, I know it's still a thing nationwide, but back in the day, 2007 through 2011, 12, it's the first Saturday in October, and the idea is that an artist will sit down and draw one comic page per hour over the course of 24 hours straight. So when you're done, you have a 24-page comic. That's so cool. So Jesse was one of the local 
people that helped organize that. Mm. And so I would sponsor it. I gave out some tickets to the show. I would try to participate. I think the furthest I ever went was 15 hours. Oh, wow. It's so exhausting. That sounds yeah. like that's hardcore. That's it is hardcore. So we would give prizes, you know, and, and he would have these great ideas that like on the hour, there would be something to try to keep people, you know, alert, and motivated or, or creative. And so like he had somebody that like, zip themselves up in a in a luggage one time and and i, I don't oh, even know where like, he met them but uh <laughs> like just just wacky things yeah exactly be like, all right you know okay here but we go he's an amazing artist and unfortunately uh, he passed away and i want to say 2016 from cancer mm. and uh, and so because he touched so many lives and was a great supporter of spokane local arts uh, with different events and having art shows and always supporting my show that Matt and I wanted to do something to honor his, um, his legacy and, uh, just being an amazing man. So we created the, um, Jesse Acosta scholarship fund and we, it's been about, we've done it already two times this year. I think it'll be the third time that we've collected donations we've uh, contributed sales from our merchandise. We did a silent art auction to kind of kick it off. And uh, we, we help. Uh, it's for Spokane Falls Community College where they have awesome. the art program over there. So incoming freshmen can apply for the scholarship. Cool. And so the first year, I think we gave scholarship to three students. So that paid for their quarter oh, nice, um, to nice. go there. And then most recently, uh, we had one student that applied. And so it kind of just varies how many people participate. Mm. But I mean, it's still going strong, and right now it's still funded for, like, another five years. So That's, that's so awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Cool. Yeah, every year we always put more in the pot and keep it going, keep Jesse's uh, name name alive, and it's been amazing. That's Just great. The, the outpouring, uh, outpouring from community members have been great. People just randomly email me and be like, oh, I remember Jesse. He was awesome, and here I want to give you 50 bucks and put mm. it in the scholarship, you know, and people that, like, I haven't even met before or even family members that live, like, on the other side of the country, like, will email me, and it's been really, awesome. really touching. Yeah. Oh, that is cool. Yeah. Our, too, like, our art community in Spokane, obviously I'm biased because I live here, but it's wonderful mm-hmm. um, and very um, supportive of each other, I feel. I don't know if that's the case everywhere. But they really kind of step up and show up. I mean, just look at all the different events we have around art outside of even just like First Fridays. So mm-hmm. I should just say I've, I learned uh, we were we used to do drink and draws. Um, and then one time someone was just like, well, we're going to do a panel and pass. And I was like, what? And you get the it's comic book style. Mm-hmm. And so and that was just like. So fun to see, you know, not like a traditional, maybe like comic style mm-hmm. illustration, but um, a group of, you know, creatives around a table and we would all try and some people are like really good. And then, you know, I'm up and I'm like, fuck, how am I supposed to draw that? <laughs> no, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it's like also such a, a fun way to. Yeah, I did one you, at when, camp. Uh, collective camp out, um, which was a thing that the ad fed put on here locally uh a camp for creatives to like and one night we did this and i have a panel that i did where i was just like i didn't really want to i'm not an artist yeah and they're like no just join in i'm like i'm sitting in between uh i'll just name drop between tiffany patterson and john devaney yeah and so i have a panel with like their art on on and then your this, art. <laughs> and then my art. But it was just so much fun. Just like make little cells and like continue a story. And 
I just love doing stuff like that. I need to do more creative stuff like that, but that's cool. Do you guys have anything like that, like at the show? Yeah, so 2011, we had two Mm -hmm. guest artists, Dan Panosian and Dave Johnson. They're professional comic book artists, and they actually claim to be the founders of that concept. Oh, cool. And so when they came here, they kind of christened Spokane as like an official branch. And we had a drink and draw the night before the show. And we had a pretty good run for maybe up until 2018 where we had one always the Friday night before the show. Mm. And oh. uh, we pretty much like take over the onion downtown yes. and we'd like give them a heads up, you know, like, we're like you were coming. Yeah. And we're they're like, tables. Oh, you know, that's cute. You know, if you, yeah, we'll save like 20 seats and like the entire place would be like full, that's you know, so that's fun. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, that's cool. Are you, are you, you're an artist, right? Yeah, it, I'm I'm very rusty, but yeah, I used to be a freelance artist. Okay, I've had uh, some gallery shows and whatnot, and published as well. Yeah, like are you comic or you do do all different t- styles? Just mainly like yeah, comic pop culture. Oh, cool art. Uh, uh, used to do like watercolor paintings and stuff. Yeah, nice. cool. Yeah, nice. Oh, I love that. Yeah, there's still and some of my stuff down at the Liberty Building. Um, oh, okay, downtown. awesome. Yeah. Like in the the gallery, it's. Uh, I have had one there before. I've done one show there before, but the, it's the in-between between, between uh, the wall of aunties and uncles. Okay. Mm-hmm. And there's some hanging up there. So I think it's like a Luke Skywalker and a Yoda. Oh, and, cool. And Sweet. Skeletor. I'll have to like check that, that out yeah. next yeah, time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love going into aunties. Mm-hmm. It's so yeah. fun. Uh, well, thank you, Nathan, for joining us on yeah, Spokecast. What are you going to say? Let's run through. So yeah. it's Saturday, yeah, um, June 4th, and Sunday, June 5th. Correct. At the convention center. Opens at? So for those that have VIP tickets, they mm-hmm. get in a half an hour early at 930. Otherwise, that. general public is at 10 a.m. And they can still buy tickets um, at the box office door. Of and then, tickets. yeah. Saturday, if you walk up, it's $18. And Sunday, if you walk up, it's $13. Totally. Yeah. yeah wow. Affordable. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. At the convention center, you can go to your website, Instagram, see who's going to be there, plan out your day. Um, and, and the website too, I would imagine. Lilac, the details. Is it Lilac City Comic Con? Oh, sorry. Li- LilacCityCon.com. Correct. Lilac yeah. City Con. Awesome. Um, well, awesome. We do have to finish the show with our with our our question that we ask all of our guests is, uh, why Spokane? Why the hell not? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a great answer. I like that. <laughs> Short and sweet. Wherever you go, there you are. Right? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Well, I appreciate you joining us. I. I I want to try to get the kids down there on Sunday to, just to see the sights and be part of it. So It'll thank you. Thank you so much for putting it on and thank you for being yeah. coming on here and talking about it. Thank you guys. Right. Yeah. Nice to meet you. All right. Bye. 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 This podcast has been brought to you by Spokecast Productions. Produced by Brennan Pointer, Andrea Williams, and Nate Martin. Original music composed by San Silvis. Thank you for listening.